The Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series, episode number 100, The Community Gathers in the Church Basement. became aware that several of her friends were glancing her way, wondering if they might get in a word with her. Suddenly Ellie, Stephanie, and a new girl entered the crowded room carrying boxes. Stephanie, taking charge, yelled, Coming through! Coming through! The crowd parted. Stephanie and Ellie advanced to a long table at the back of the room and began to unpack sandwiches, cider, lemon cukes, and bowls of finger beans and potato squash chips. The crowd surrounded the area. Pastor Banks waved Isaiah over to join her discussion with Reverend Tuck. Abby and Callie were left alone. They looked at each other with curiosity. I saw you on that news video online. I hope everything's okay. So far, as much as things are ever okay. I know what you mean. I'm glad you're coming with us tomorrow. There's a lot I want to ask you. And I want to ask you. Tuck's booming voice echoed across the room. Give them room. There's plenty to eat. Please line up on the right. We'll have time to talk on the boat. Ah, let's get some of that food. I'm starving. Halfway to the table, Jeremy called Abby over to join Allison and Chi-Chi. Allison's tall, strong figure looked imposing as usual, and her smile and glowing bronze face seemed warm and inviting. She reached out to Abby and gave her a hug. And then she said, We were just talking about you. Oh, I hope it's something good. I've been wanting to see you. Well, let's just call our differences a learning experience for both of us. Water under the bridge. It's over. We need to look at the future now. Chi-Chi and I want to help you. Abby glanced at Chi-Chi for reassurance. She trusted him completely, often looking to him for hints of Wendy's views and intentions. For years, Abby had been aware of a deep secret. Chi-Chi and Wendy were twins. He had a special place in the hearts of the people of Rivergate. His knowledge of the swamp and the forest was unrivaled, and his eerie ability to quietly appear and disappear 
and know when people needed him made him seem almost magical. His very close relationship with Allison also seemed uncanny, not least because he was as short as she was tall, his head barely reaching her shoulder. And as if all that were not enough to establish a mysterious reputation, he made his living in a little shed behind the garden center, carving tombstones and monuments for the cemetery. Chi-Chi was rubbing his hands together with delight. This is a moment we've all been waiting for. By the way, you look wonderful, my dear. He bowed to Abby. Jeremy has been telling us about your new project in the churchyard. Mm, just what we expected. A very high priority. I'll be bringing the chipper over there next week. And you've got to visit the garden center soon. We've got plans to give away. And you must see our heating experiment for the greenhouse. Abby looked at Jeremy, who nodded and shrugged as if to say, That's Chi-Chi. You have to expect that he will know things. I'll be there tomorrow by 10.30. I'm meeting the group to take the boat to Rivergate. My parents are there. Ah, how convenient. We have seedlings for the churchyard. You can pick them up on your way back. And please, hurry your churchyard along. The summer moves on. It's almost August now. We'll get you started as fast as we can. We'll work together. And you'll be glad to hear that Jim has been persuaded to give Jeremy time off from the gas station. Abby looked at Jeremy in disbelief. What? Really? I barely had to ask. Jim seemed to know something already. Here, why don't you two grab some of that food while you can? Because, you know, we need a few words with Tuck before the meeting starts. Let me thank you both. Count us in. We're with you. Stunned by their support and encouragement, Abby stood still and watched Allison join Tuck and Pastor Banks. The pastor gave Allison a long, warm hug and then held her by the shoulders and whispered in her ear. Could Allison be her daughter? There's more to this than meets the eye. Abby followed Jeremy over to the food table, now almost deserted, and began to fill a plate with the remains of the feast. They quickly wolfed down the delicious food, Sammy's usual fare. Abby realized that Sammy must have opened the coffee shop already, at least for the catering. She hoped the man himself would appear. Abby looked at Jeremy. Wow, what a shock. It's like Allison and Chi-Chi knew about our project already. Amazing, isn't it? I'm supposed to start working with you tomorrow morning. Orders from up high. Though, I can't do much if you're leaving at 10.30. Come early, around 8.30. I'll get you started putting seeds in the ground. Allison's right. Every day counts.
I'll be there. But right now, I'm, I'm feeling some tension. I need to clear up a misunderstanding. Jeremy jerked his head over to a crowd near Ishmael and Isaiah, who were warming up, playing guitar and tambourine. Callie had set up a small amplifier for Ishmael's guitar. Nearby, Eddie and George were having an intense conversation. They glanced at Jeremy with impatience. He walked over and joined them. It seemed to Abby he was trying to explain his situation and soothe their bad feelings. Hmm. Could he be quitting the band? Right after such a success? Hmm. Yeah, that's got to be it. He's all in with my new project. I have a partner just like that. Abby tore her eyes away from Jeremy and watched Phoebe speaking with Terence Williams, his daughter Shannon, and the two farmers with land next to the church, Fred Peterson and Tom Winkle. Abby guessed what they might be talking about and quickly found a place in the group. Tom Winkle was saying, But will they allow it? Hey, I'm ready, but we don't want to get Tuck in trouble. Phoebe looked at Abby. Uh, you're just in time. Of course, churches have festivals, they all do. But that won't stop the same folks from making the same complaints, or worse. But, can we at least try? Hmm, I like that. Say that in the meeting tonight, Phoebe. You'll get more respect than you realize. I already asked Tuck about it, and he was delighted. The church in Rivergate need money. Terence Williams and his daughter had been listening patiently, and at this point, he raised his voice. Well, who can quarrel with a church raising money for people in need? Let's get started. Plan a couple of events and do them. One step at a time. I'm a lawyer by trade, and I volunteer to help. And, you know, Jasmine and I want to work. There's got to be a place for us in these plans. Don't worry. One thing I can promise you, there's enough work for everyone. Step right up and let's begin it. 
Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.